So if you know what TV show theme that was, you are really going to love one of the first questions I asked my guest this week, technology business visionary Anita Darden-Gardine. Anita, an award-winning black businesswoman with a personal mission of extending women's careers, closing the pay equity gap faster, and creating thousands of living wage jobs. As CEO and chairman of the board of Oniva, she has combined her prowess as a trendsetter and trailblazer with this mission. Co-founded by Gardine in 2014, Oniva reimagines the career for caregivers while providing an essential employer-provided benefit to client employees. The certified minority-owned business offers an employer-provided technology platform that matches FBI background checks, in-home care providers with employees to help them achieve greater work-life balance and peace of mind to care for elders, children, those with disabilities, pets, and home needs. Gardine, a working mother and caregiver to her own mom, faced her own frustrations in finding trusted care through the existing marketplace for her family. Believing both access to trusted care and earning a living rate for delivering quality professional care are human rights. So she collaborated and had Microsoft as her first client with this exciting technology. For her work, Anita was recognized as a successful entrepreneur by the California State Assembly in 2020. Prior to Oniva, Gardine spent nearly two decades in major leadership C-suite positions, including her role as CFO at Seagate, leading a disk drive business unit generating $3.5 billion in revenue. Anita holds an MBA from UC Berkeley's Haas School of Business, which, by the way, she started at age 15. You'll hear more about that. And she now lives between two homes, one she shares with her husband and two children, and the other with her 86-year-old mom. We had a lively conversation, and I am really excited to share Anita with all of you as she drops so much wisdom. And I am confident each of you will walk away feeling inspired and motivated by this amazing entrepreneur and successful woman. I hope you have as much fun listening as Anita and I did chatting. So enjoy the show, remember to subscribe, and if you haven't, and please share this with your own networks. Well, welcome, Anita, first of all. Thank you so much, Mitch, for hosting me. Excited to be here. Well, I want to start, I heard you say this in another interview, that's something that's just so true and so needed for people to hear. It's so simple, but it's so true. You said there is no career path. Let's start there. What did you mean by that? You know, you got to make it happen for yourself. You got to follow your dreams. And if, if you got a mission and you have a goal, you got to focus on it and you got to make it happen. And when you make it happen, boy, does life get fun and interesting. You know, I'm a baby boomer. I was born in 1962 and I absolutely entered the workforce in 1980 at AT&T, right out of high school while going to college, thinking I might, you know, retire from the phone company. And, and do my X number of years and, and live the way I saw my parents go. But that dream was destroyed when I you know, went to the CEO and said, hey, let's sell part of my line of business to uh, SBC. And then the entire company was sold. So, you know, the, the notion of having a single job no longer exists. You got to find your own way. And that's what I love about the world, how, how it operates now, whether it's the gig economy 
Um, but you've got folks with multiple gigs to make it all work because, you know, what our parents grew up with just ain't there. And it's, it's a whole different world. And speaking of your parents, because I do my research, I heard you were a fan of Mannix. <laughs> I just love that because I was also an enormous fan of, of the, the CBS lineup on Sunday night, which included yes. Mannix and, of course, Mission Impossible. Yes. Um, and, you know, Ed Sullivan going way back. So we're going to get along really well there. That that show was a big deal to me. Shout out to Mike Connors and, and the entire yes. cast. But what, Gail what Fisher is Peggy. And, and I was going to say, was it what was it about the show? Gail Fisher, I thought, was the coolest cat in the world growing up. I just loved yep. her. What motivated you about that show? You know, it was everything. I got to tell you, as a little girl watching that show, my grandmother would have me in front of her church friends because I wanted to be Peggy. Peggy was, she was working for Manic. She was more than an assistant. And, I, and my grandmother would put me in front of her church friends at four and I'd stand in front of him and say, I want to be a call girl just like Peggy. Because she was answering the phone. So I thought she was a call girl. And that's what <laughs> I tell people I wanted to be. <laughs> that show, let's face it, the cars were hot, you know, early 60s cars. Mannix was focused on startups defending IP, you know, uh, sleuthing cases that could happen right here in Silicon And let's face it, you know, unlike Perry Mason and, and, and Lone Ranger, other shows I enjoy, he had cast. He had folks in different roles with speaking parts. And as a child, I grew up when you, you know, there's a black person on television and we'd all run to the one television set in the room. Mm-hmm. Was Tina Turner? Then that meant Daddy was coming, and we all just stepped out of the way. You know, I'm talking about great our era in the in the sixties. Oh, absolutely! The but best. it was just it was about innovation. And to your point about remember, he left his job at Intratech and started his own company because he wanted to be his own man because he knew there was no corporate path for him. Mm. So, <laughs> It's shows like that. Everything I learned about life, I learned from there. Don't ask me what I learned from Bewitch, Mitch. You don't want to know. But, you know, it's so funny. It's just I love that you said that, because one of the things that was my goal on this show from time to time is to bring some of my favorite TV shows and maybe even interview. So I've already interviewed Butch Patrick, who was Eddie Munster. Um, which was such a thrill for me because I was such a Munster fan. And the reason, honestly, the reason I wanted to interview him was it was after the George Floyd incident when there was this great scene in the Munsters where Herman Munster tells Eddie, gives him a life lesson because Eddie, it's a whole thing where Eddie has to grow this. He grows this huge beard by accident and he looks different. He doesn't want to go to school and and he decides to deal with it. And, 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 and Herman, Fred Gwynn said, you know, it's not about the color of your skin. It's about, you know, your heart and your character. It's a beautiful, beautiful statement. And I, and I put it out on social media and it was all over the place. And somebody connected me to Butch Patrick. And we got to talk about early days of television, which led me to interview Danica McKellar, who was Winnie Cooper in the wonder years. So, you know, it's just sort of funny. And unfortunately, Mike Connors isn't with us or I would, I would, I, I would love to interview him. And I met Dawn Wells because I have a very good friend and a client who's was Dawn Wells, who was Marianne on Gilligan's Island it was her best friend. And I met her, I had lunch with her. And unfortunately, right about the time I started the podcast, she started 
having dementia and a bunch of issues mm. and never got to do that interview. So the only mm. one left from Gilligan's Island is Ginger, but she doesn't do interviews. But uh, anyway, I, I got to tell you that I got, I have two living brothers and they would always argue over Ginger and Marianne, which one was the more attractive. And, and it's then they, the great, I think but you got to add I, Samantha and you got to add, I dream a genie, right? Yeah. Well, interestingly, Tabitha and Butch Patrick dated, which I never knew. And they were good friends. But yeah, you've got I Dream a Genie. You've got a. Now, for us women, let's talk about Mike Connors. Right? Well, sure. Yeah, well, we sure. Our list too. I just want to. Well, you sure. also had no Jack. Me too moment. You had Jack Lord on Hawaii Five O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. you know, I don't know where. And you, and I guess Adam West is Batman. You know, the, you, you know, you, you did. I was a Western girl. I grew yeah. up in NFL Oakland Raiders, right? 1966, 67. My oh, boy. Raiders. Raiders. Anza, so. Yep. Hey, I got this. Anyway, don't get me started. I know. I know. We could talk. <laughs> I could talk all day. So just talk a little bit about your childhood, because I, I know you're so proud about what lessons you learned in your formative years. And, and folks, for example, Anita went to Berkeley at age 15 through an early STEM program. So maybe lead us into uh, how, where we where we go there. Oh, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Richmond, California, not far from Oakland, San Francisco. I'm the youngest of eight. And the first generation born here in the North, not out in the South where all my grandparents uh, lived since Emancipation Proclamation. So I'm excited to be the youngest of eight with access to high school. And in the 10th grade, I was able to join a program at UC Berkeley where I selected economics as a class. My professor, Tom McCullough, was with me in 1978. He's with me today in 2021 as a repeat investor in my company, Oneba. Hmm. He was with me when I finished my MBA at UC Berkeley as my first year quantitative analysis professor. And this program exposed me to economics. It took my rural world life experience in Richmond of seeing cities and their design and large numbers of people, maybe with low skills, wanting access to higher rate jobs, sitting here so close to Silicon Valley, yet disconnected. Imagine seeing the world of Mannix in front of you in real life with IP and technology and trying to find how do I connect into that from this primarily diverse, lower income community. And it's through that experience and in that training in economics, I went on to get a degree from Berkeley in economics in the black community and a second degree in traditional economics. I have double majors. But I learned about urban economics, the design of cities, and learned about the ability of people to buy real estate as a way to grow and accumulate wealth and and different people's access to that over time. So at, at that young age, and, you know, frankly, as I quickly learned graduating from college, being at the tail end of the baby boom, quickly saw a massive number of people needing care in our future. 10,000 baby boomers a day. We, we've been hearing it our entire lives, haven't we, Mitch? Mm-hmm. Yep. The baby yeah. boom thing coming, That's us. you know, yeah. this wave. And mm-hmm. as a, even as a child, right, connecting this need for work at living rates, jobs that can't be exported for folks who can do the work, and also this massive need for those executives, folks like you who have jobs and moms and kids and adult kids and pets and kids in front of Zoom, Right sandwich, now. the sandwich generation, right? The sandwich generation. But, you know, even millennials, like a third of millennials yeah. have already left jobs because of care. For an right. I mean, so it, and it's executives um, who are leaving jobs when you look at the caring study. That and Harvard more women than men, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just sharing with you my, you know, that program and 
again, we had affirmative action in California in 1978, and that's what enabled this program to find what they would consider high-performing individuals like me and transition us into this environment. We learned Boolean algebra. We learned so much, but you can hear the impact it had on my life. My mom and dad, literally going to the program was the first time I, I took the bus, you know, except the bus to go to school bus. And we walked down to McDonald and caught the 72 and dad pulled over and we transferred. And he literally handed me to Dr. Tom McCullough, this professor who I talk about, who is still here with me today. I'm waiting for my next waffle appointment. So <laughs> that program and the relationships it introduced me to, the value of relationships. Oh. It, it introduced me to so much that, you know, my, my dad provided for the eight of us as a welder. My mom with eight kids and all her time in school eventually became the lunch lady at school, right? She knows an entire generations of children. Sure. But when I became an MBA, I didn't know what an MBA was when I, I got one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back to Mannix, right? Right. I, I knew policeman, I knew nurse, I knew teacher. But I learned about intellectual property. I learned about value in technology. I saw people who looked like me as engineers, even in when he worked for Infold's Tech in this first season, running those big computers. I saw people who looked like me and created that notion, right? And, and growing up in the late 60s, I could do anything, right? That I could do anything. And there are great programs there in addition to that family that told me that. So shout out to all those great programs that are out there working with kids. You never know what inspires them in that moment. But, you know, I'm truly privileged and grateful that that program existed thanks to companies who subsidized it to make it available because they wanted to create a more level playing field. No, and it's so true. And and uh, actually, an upcoming guest on my show is the singer Jewel, who is very involved running this foundation and inspiring children's foundation, um, where it's really kids that have gone through what she went through, which was quite the broken home, being on her own um, with a, with a, uh, an abusive father and a lot of other things to to get to where she got to. So there, there's just you know so many wonderful role models out there doing the right thing. And and obviously the state of California thought so of you in last year with the Women in Leadership Award that you were given by the California State Assembly. Congratulations on that. That's a that's just a tremendous honor. Really is. Thank you, sir. So you co-founded your company, Oniva, which is growing very rapidly. When as a working mom and a caregiver to your own mom, you were frustrated by the lack of trusted in-home care through the existing marketplace. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Well, for me, I was blessed to, uh, you know, finish Berkeley at 25, having worked my way through school as an engineer at companies like Bank of America and Wells Fargo doing network design. And I was coding in, in 83. I was able to, to walk into different corporate roles. And then I became a stay-at-home mom in 2000. I was a CFO at a company called Seagate Today in Silicon Valley. And my husband's company was acquired. I was blessed to be home with child number one and then had child number two. Child number two came, I was 41 years old. My mom's 29 years older than me. That meant when my daughter was seven and I thought about returning to work, I had two people that I had to think about care for, a seven-year-old and a 73-year-old. I went out and looked into the marketplaces for care where I thought I could find it, only to find their marketplaces 
not care providers. And I'm the person who reads the privacy statements. And I learned and I read that they don't even know the identity of who's on their sites. I learned that they will charge parents to pay for background checks that may only be a credit check, for example. I learned as a California resident that there's been a a requirement since 1987 that any caregiver who goes into a home for the cost of 124 bucks once in their life, a living FBI background check, a living California DOJ check. So if they commit a crime in the future, you're notified, Mitch, who's in your house. And it's free to you as a parent. Just call the 800 number since 1987 in California to get that information. And once you call that, not only do you know that that person meets the standards of that living background check that the law requires in California, they have first aid and CPR. So that Mitch, you know who's in your home and you know they're qualified. That other site doesn't do that. They don't have folks come in with a government issue photo ID and have them go out and do a fingerprint based FBI background check. Mm-hmm. They did they'd be able to have the FBI do their checks, right? Like right. we were able to. Right. And, and you as a customer, are, I felt I felt as a customer, I was being duped almost into paying for background checks when I could have just called 1-800, you know, Trustline. It's trustline.org is the website and gotten the best information. So, you know, in that moment, I felt bad about everything I'd done to child number one. You know, the expensive nannies we put around our children when we're privileged to hold executive titles and go out and work. We bring in what we think is the best staff. And as a mom, I just felt horrible that I put my child at risk because, you know, we've been lucky. You and you, I- did, you didn't know it. And, and, and many of the moms that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. had had that, you know, were fortunate and nothing bad happened, but occasionally found out things that, you know, could have been disasters. They weren't given that opportunity that that you are giving them. If you had to name some of uh, the milestones so far with Oniva that you're really proud about, where, where would you go? Hey, my first was signing a contract with Microsoft <laughs> in 2006. I can't think of anything better than that. <laughs> uh, Fred Till, general manager benefits has been fantastic. Um, a gentleman by the name of Reverend Jesse Jackson uh, introduced us to executives at Microsoft in uh, on December 10th, 2014, because he believed that our small consumer company had a future. So that was um, that relationship from that. And that's a beautiful moment. Second one would be our partnership with Acrisure and Felice. We have 102 people on the street selling our product here in the San Francisco Bay Area in uh, 13 counties. And uh, Felice Insurance is a broker agency. They're also our customers, which means their employees can access care as a benefit. But they're also making it available to their customers, like San Mateo Credit Union, Dishcraft Robotics, AESI. So we're excited that we're adding, even with COVID, we continue to grow and add customers onto the technology platform. That's a huge milestone. Absolutely. For the workers, for the caregivers. In this country, when you look at what caregivers earn, and you imagine the risk that you and I take about who's in our home, imagine the risks caregivers take in not knowing whose home they're entering and what those Mm. outcomes could be. You know, the Wall Street Journal's done great reporting around that relative to a company called Care.com in the March 2019 timeframe. And and your listeners can go find that. But, you know, when you really dig into how folks operate, 
it made me go, wow, let's, and we've captured Microsoft. We've got um, Acrisure, which also just introduced its new relationship with Ciara and Russell Wilson, a company called Evolution to make insurance available to people of color. I'm excited that because of our partnerships and our relationship with companies like Acrisure, I hope it's lifting their focus on minority business and support of inclusive founders like me. And we're doing it for the green. That's the color. <laughs> we're doing it for the green. Absolutely. Um, amazing that we we've, we've got these partners. So those would be, you know, some of the big things that come to mind for me, some big accomplishments, my patent for trust and safety. I mean, if Amazon can have a patent for one touch, I can have a patent for trust and safety and the USPTO awarded it. My second patent is pending for an AI robot video director. Ooh. And, um, well, hey, video hey. Without human intervention, find me. I need it. Okay. Oh. Well, you, you saw you saw this need. You created a solution. I'm glad you asked that question. And you built the company from the ground up. So let's just talk about that as an entrepreneur, which you've worn a lot of hats, but that's certainly a major one that you, you've worn. So what challenges did you face in your efforts to, to get funding? Like what what have you learned and what advice can you share? with others that are either starting a minority business or, or any business, just anything that, you know, you think would be helpful. Absolutely. First and foremost, it's about being tenacious, right? You got to be tenacious. You're in it to win it. Our, you know, Wilson Sonsini, good, rich and Rosati founded us in 2014. We're at year seven and I'm banking my $5 million this month. So, you know, so please know this has not been an easy task and it's not easy for any founder. You know, that said, as a, uh, you know, black female founder should, in a business traditionally dependent upon VCs to invest, you know, I'm more likely to be struck by lightning three separate times than find that investment, you know, but God's been great and others have stepped into that void, you know, to help me find those folks. So the first thing I'd say when you're looking for money, start with those closest to you who know you best of all. And those were the ones who wrote those small early checks. And for me, they keep writing small early, you know, small checks mm -hmm. even best to hear. And it's about relationships. It's about relationships. If you want to go, what is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far mm -hmm. with partners. Right. We made that decision, again, operating that small consumer platform. When Intel's head of business came to us and said, change your business model so that you can onboard a customer like our, like me, and build to enterprise great standards and meet those European privacy standards and build something distinctive, you know, we heard it and we did it and we listened. So absolutely, those opportunities are out there. Leverage minority certification. Get it. Women certification, vet certification, LGBTQT certification. If there's a certification you can get, email me. I'll tell you there's one <laughs> for you, right? This is how I gained access to Microsoft. I'm blessed to have the former head of a supplier diversity at Oracle join as my marketing manager. Hmm. He's also the co-chair of the technology, technology underscore scale group with Apple, co-chairing a, a group with the 50 largest tech companies in the U.S. for the past uh, 13 years. Please, please, please gain access to those organizations because they're looking for you. They're looking for us. So absolutely, we need to see change in some places, but no, in supplier diversity, there are programs and tools created to find us and to help us. So I love that you said relationships. I have a, a friend, Ted Rubin, who kind of coined the phrase return on relationships. And, and it's something I've really 
kind of built my entire career and in many ways my entire life around, not ROI, but ROR, because everything is relationships. So part of finding the relationships in, in your world is, is, like you said, finding the partners and investors. And, and, and that has to be a big, important part. And that's, I'm sure, what led, led mm-hmm. you, you know, to mm-hmm. find that. And mm-hmm. you talked a little bit about minority founders. What would be the advice for raising funding? For minority founders, oh, 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 absolutely, and, and we can drop minority, we can drop woman, and, and again, yeah. for every founder, first thing you do, you start with the people you know, right? Uh, my first check was written from my sister-in-law, you know, ten grand on a convertible note, and so far, I haven't banked that VC funding. I've, I have raised uh, three and point six million dollars from friends and family, people who I know. That CEO who I worked for in the 90s uh, can can write a check. The founder whose company was sold for three and a quarter billion that that allowed me to leave my job, he's written six checks. So we reached out to those who knew us. And as our vision expanded and as they could see the proof points, they were able to invest more. I would encourage those of us who don't have access to deep pockets. I've raised mine sometimes in $100 increments, Mitch generally in 5,000 and above, but my 3.7 million did not come in a single chunk form. It's how Barack Obama got elected. It it works. Yeah. So that's the, you know, but that's how I know how to operate. Mm -hmm. Make a dollar go far, Mitch. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's, you know, again, for people like me, where I'd love to say a traditional bank loan is available, but you and I can talk about what you know what the what the opportunities may or may not be based mm-hmm. on whatever data sets you see. But again, it's challenging for every entrepreneur. It's not about what package you were born into. Being a founder and getting out out there and raising money, unless you know you were born with you know your dad can hand you ten million dollars to start it. That's just not me, and I don't think that was you. Um, that says you're out there every day, you're working it hard, you're figuring it out. How do you get the money? You know, and, and I like to tell folks, Mitch, if the door closes, then you look for a window. If it's closed, you look for, you know, what's under the door. If it doesn't work, you look for a mouse hole. If that doesn't work, does the window have a crack, right? You search every place you got to search. Mm-hmm. You events, you know, Dave Meltzer, who one of my mentors, he, he, he has a program where he pays 50000 to founders to come on pitch to help them make better. I just found out about it. I'll do that. I've uh, done Kiva loans for $10,000. I've crowdfunded. So, right. I hope you're hearing Mitch. I am a Swiss army knife. You, 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 I was exactly, it's so funny. You said that analogy. I was thinking of that. You, you are a human Swiss army knife and that's what you need to you just what you need to do to, to be successful. And I know that part of your personal mission is extending women's careers and closing the, you know, the, the pay equity gap, which it's just unbelievable in 2021, we're even talking about that mm-hmm. um, and creating thousands of living wages, you know, wage jobs. So tell us about mm-hmm. o- Oniva and how, how that's helping to accomplish some of the goals. Absolutely. And, and Mitch, you mentioned earlier, two million, two million women left the workforce. Yeah. Here, right? And and a lot of women of color in particular. Why care? Because we provide care. Men do care as well, and men are impacted. So again, the demographic data is right there in front of us to say, in order for women to be able to have an equal opportunity to compete for jobs at work, when we're doing studies say now we're doing an extra 15 hours a week on top of what we were already doing because our kids are home now with COVID. 
And in between the meeting, I'm blessed that my 11th grader is on spring break and she's the kid who can work the Zoom and, and I don't have to be there with her. Let's say my child was much younger, you know, and, and we we're able to help solve for that, to bring in this qualified, competent resource that a company like Microsoft knows complies with all laws, right? They know the worker complies with all laws and has this living FBI background check. So that gives that corporation that comfort to know we can help our worker bring some semblance of balance to his or her life because so many of us are struggling with care right now. And this is not new. COVID just makes it so much harder. Schools either closed or open two days a week. Or in, in Placer County, it's four days a week, but they're closed on Wednesdays. For a parent, it's, it's really hard even before COVID and it's just been so much harder. So with our technology platform, employees at companies like Microsoft can access these caregivers who come to their home Companies can choose to subsidize that care. We absolutely believe folks deserve to earn living rates for providing that care. And I know we, you can go to some of those other marketplaces and find a caregiver for $5 an hour right now, and you surely can. We require folks earn a living rate, and that's uh, 15 bucks an hour in the Bay Area, that they, and they set their rates. We comply with all worker laws, including caregivers as independent business operators. They set their own rates, they choose their own hours, they select their customers, and they can work for anybody they want. So we've spent seven years nurturing each of these groups. You know, thank you for mentioning that award I got from the State Assembly. It was given to me at Mission College. They have programs, over 100 colleges, community colleges here in California, focused on creating elder caregivers. And alongside those great programs that have already been creating great daycare providers, you know, those places, you know, if we think about preschool, they may not come back in the way we thought for some time. But how awesome with a, a technology like ours, we can create a place for these same educated, prepared workers that every state's preparing and get them in living rate jobs, doing the care that has to be done so that the society can function. So did, did I answer your question? Around oh, you, you answered it perfectly. And, and, and I think I want to take it a step further because I want, to, I want people to realize that there's not rocket science in how you can use your work. I'd like, like you to talk a little bit about the app and, and, and how that works and how, you know, I, again, I use my own situation. I have a 93-year-old mother, and we were looking for, for some sort of care after uh, some issues that she had had. We don't know where to get started. I mean, you're literally, it's literally the phone book or, or one friend tells you one thing. And, and you know, the one thing that we both know is you got to be an advocate for your parent in, in, in any kind of health care, especially in a hospital. But how do you get started? How, how, what's the best way for people to get started? And, here's, and you don't know what you don't know when it's. Right. And it's a moment of crisis, right? You just know you need help in that. Right. Moment. And you need it quick. And, and you, you sometimes you're so desperate, you, you make the wrong move because you didn't do your research. There you go. And that's, again, the, the app. You just download the app. If you uh, use your work email address, you know, at Microsoft.com, at SanMateoUnion.com, you get a phone call from us and you schedule, you schedule a call and you'll use that time to tell us about your mom, her likes or dislikes, when you what you need. Our technology even keeps data private so that the caregiver won't have access to some of it ever and that you may not want them to have. 
and a caregiver may have access to some data like your mom's um, schedule only when they need it. And then poof, it's gone from the phone. So when that's how we've designed our technology to ensure your mom's privacy is protected and to ensure her data is protected. That's why enterprise grade matters. So please know when you download our app, you make that call and we capture your data, it's secure. We come to your house for a one-time visit and meet your mom. And in the case of elders, not as much with kids, frankly, sometimes people need to share things with you. Um, in the seven years, I've had more than one family say, gee, when a certain family member comes by, things are missing. Can you, you know, let me know when this person comes? So again, data we capture, some a caregiver needs to see, some not. And so when you download the app, you can see your choices, unlike those, uh, say, rideshare apps where they send you who they want you to have it at the price they want. With our technology, once you download the app, you'll see choices of caregivers. You'll see their rates. You'll see their verified credentials. You'll see whether or not they've had a vaccine and when and where. You'll see their insurance information, that living FBI background check. So all that's there for you. So please download the Oniva Me app in the 13 counties here in uh, California, and we're scaling into Washington State as well. And we look to growing to a neighborhood near you. Our technology is ready to deploy into Europe. When we said we met global standards, we meet global standards. And again, when you have Microsoft and its engineers through its Microsoft startup program, which we just graduated from, mm-hmm. test and verify your engineer, you know, it makes folks know that technology you and I just discussed works and is ready to drop in many places around the world because care is not just an American issue. Oh, far from it. And (laughs) Germany, right? And we can, we can talk about back to equity gaps. Let's talk about U S versus Europe and, and, and the gaps are consistent and the equity gap with women relative to pay relative to our ability to stay in our jobs, you know, not, not to, to cast myself in, in, a, in a stature I don't belong, but it is not lost upon me that Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, Anita Gardine put our men's careers ahead of us. I stayed home to raise my child. My husband's had a great career, you know, after that, but that's what we do as women sometimes, you know, around the world and everywhere. So I'm, I'm just excited to be able to bring a change and, and for men, right? My sister-in-law, Allison's the full-time career earner. My brother-in-law, Don's at home. Didn't matter. Every family needs needs support. Absolutely. Especially now, especially now. And our tech was literally built to create multiple repeat matches. No random driver every time. You know, you mm-hmm. put the blue heart, they're a favorite. Even if they're not plugged in, they're going to, you know, they're going to get a ping that Mitch is looking for somebody and they're going to go, wow, it's a 93-year-old woman in a house with a big dog and a lot of snow. They're going to go, that's my customer. I'm going to reach out. You can reach out to as many caregivers as you want. No, I'll respond to you blindly, right? They don't know your exact address. They don't know your mom's name. They just have enough data to know if they can do the job until you choose to let them know more. Where do you find these caregivers? I mean, that that would be my first, if I'm sitting here listening, I always like to put myself in the position of me outside, walking the dog, listening to the podcast, what would I want to know? And the thing I would want to know, I guess, is where where are you finding these wonderful people? Well, again, I, I mentioned Mission College, right? I, I yeah. got word yeah. from the state at, at a community college, but uh, I've been working with the Church of Latter-day Saints. Some of us would call, us, call them the Mormon Church since 2014 as well. You know, sadly, we lost a nephew in our family, and I do have a sister who is a Mormon, 
And I learned through that horrific experience that uh, Mormon chapters have care centers and employment centers. And here in the Bay Area, they also provide a lot of care to a lot of families. So they've worked with us to build the app that the caregiver would download to make sure that we're creating environments where they feel safer. Again, imagine what it's like for a caregiver on one of those other platforms. They don't know if Mitch is real, if Mitch's mom is real, or what's happening. With Oniva, they know that you're real because we've been in the home, and we right, and, and we've been able to say you're real. That, and that they know you work for a great company. That, that's all they're going to know about you. So they are sure, there's a short payment for the caregiver through the platform. You know, again, read, read, go out and read Wall Street Journal and other things. Some, as a caregiver, you, you're not assured of payment. But in any event, working with that community through their employment centers and, and the LBS community is also a global organization. Uh, what a great way to, to partner. And they have, before COVID, they were even introduced, had introduced classes where not only do they pay for the smartphones, but that living FBI background check. They and really want their workers who are already doing so much care to do it the right way. They were supporting them and creating those, those classes. So, you know, we've been working with some tremendous uh, organizations like LDS, like community colleges for years who have these large pipelines of workers. You know, God's just blessed us with the, you know, simple technology that can connect them all together where the caregiver has her own native app that works through a phone and the client has her own native app that works through the smartphone. And the HR department has something that works here so they can see all the 50,000, you know, 100,000 employees at Intel who has access. God bless if a company like Microsoft chooses to subsidize care for its employees. Oh, absolutely. You've got this phenomenal model. And let's talk about the future a little bit. I know you, you said you're, you're moving into Washington State, certainly. What's it going to take to get this in Jersey? I mean, do you see this as something as, well, money, of course, and investors, but do you see this as a franchise opportunity? What's your vision 10 years from now with what you would love to see that because you've you've figured it out, you know the secret sauce. You've you've put the time in, so it's there, right? I, I am ready to come to you, right? I got a uh, you know we built out the corporate structure. We're building out our first region called San Francisco Bay. Our head of sales, Chris Seidler, lives in Seattle, home of Microsoft and Redmond. Just to speak to you know intent. And uh, we absolutely have LA that we need to grow into. But right now it's about scaling that model out. And we have been approached by cities and other businesses. So any company or city that is would love to have Oniva um, support it, love to be a part of that. So we're, we're ready for growth. And that's why we, we're blessed to have folks like Chris Yeh, author of Blitzscaling on the team since 2015. You know, you think about some of those marketplaces who maybe grew too quickly with the tech before they understood the customer and the problem and understood the economics. You know, this is the old CFO in me, right? You know, we had to make sure the economics work, the technology works, that we can truly live up to the commitment of ensuring compliance. And now we're ready to rock and roll and grow it. So take me out to New Jersey, be my customer. I cannot even begin to tell you how needed this is in, in New Jersey for sure. I mean, I, I just be beyond needed. And 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 we were talking about pets before. I love that you're adding pet care as a as an extra benefit as part of your concierge platform. I think that's that's just 
incredible. I mean, that's especially once we get back to work and, 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 you know, our pets are going to wonder where we went, but they've <laughs> never spent so much time with us. Um, Absolutely. I, I still think my lab is like, when are these people going to leave me alone so I can get into the garbage? I can, I can get into the pantry. I feel like I'm being watched 24 seven enough. Already. Go to work. What are you doing? I know, I know. I used to have the house there. I used to have the house to myself all day. Well, you know, it's about meeting your customers' needs. You know, as you and I discussed, when elders, you know, gosh forbid, in the past seven years, we see them. They go in and out of the hospital, and sometimes you got to help care for the pets. You got to go in and you got to water the plants. And right. that's why we, you know, that was our intent. But who knew when we, you know, started our pilot with Microsoft in 2017 that millennials, Loved pet care because then that meant they could have somebody watch the pet and then go hang out in San Francisco and have a great weekend and, you know, whatever. So, you know, we just find we want to just bring peace of mind and balance to people. Uh, I love my dog. And she is, you don't tell her, but sometimes I love her more than the kids. <laughs> it's okay. I'm saying her my, my daughter's in the other room. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> but um, I still, I got to know who's around her. Right. I still right. gotta know who's around her. And got and if you're taking her in a car and you think you're driving her to a dog park, especially, I'm back to I need that FBI background check. If you're driving at Oneva, that means you made it on our insurance. That means you carry the the right lo- uh, limits of liability. I've seen the vehicle in my app or, or you know, it's been described. I need that for my pets. I I need it for my kids and my mom too. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm serious. Our, our pets are, are valuable. And, and again, we respond to what our customers tell us. And, and sometimes they do different things. And it's, it comes back to trust. Who do you trust to keep you safe in your home with your loved ones and maybe your stuff? Right. My stuff is all in vinyl and, you know, and, and in Mannix DVDs. But yeah. it is right. You That's just right. going to be safe. Well, Anita, you certainly are a technology business visionary. You are a trailblazer. I mean, I can go on and on with and a trendsetter, and I just love everything you're doing. One of the things I love to do when we get close to ending the show and, and kind of a lightning round is, is I borrowed, never really got a chance to ask him, but I borrowed this from Tim Ferriss in the book Tribe of Mentors because I just love the question so much, and I love listening to what really – fascinating people like you would have to say. So the question is, you are granted a giant billboard that the entire world gets to see. What would it say and why? And I know it's hard. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Wow, that's really hard. What would it say? Um, You're allowed multiple ones if you need it. It's okay. Oh, no, but you gave me. All right, let let me just get you (laughs) it. Honestly, if I had a a single billboard, it's going to say, find me, Anita at Oneva.com. And here's why. I look for relationship building. I told you, Mitch, whether it's an investor, whether you want to be a caregiver, whether you want to be an enterprise customer. If you were an employee at a company and you want to be on the platform, just email me. And I'm a real person, right? I'm not a, an AI. And isn't it amazing now we even have AI that responds to stuff? But I'm a real human being. Yes, I can I can vouch for that. I am I am actually looking at her. She is real. She <laughs> has a fireplace, a dog. It's all real. 
There are but, books. <laughs> and say I ran them now. But it, but it, right, it's about relationships, right? Yeah. You got a billboard. You got to come find me, and we got to build a long-term relationship. If you want to go far, you get right. You do it together. And and I just love having great folks in my village, including you. And with the lessons I've learned and and um, the gifts that you've shared today. Thank you. This this is what the world has taught me. Show gratitude and to continue to build. And if I if my billboard can express that, continue to build relationships and just help everybody grow. I may not be able to help you, but I may know someone who can help you, Mitch, or there's someone who may be able to help. Let's, you know, let's see what we can do to support each other to better. And uh, I'm down for that to the best of my ability. I can only imagine how many calls or emails you get from your massive audience of folks saying, help me here. You know, I, I get one or two, but I try to respond best I can and, and work in small groups with other minority vendors who, who I'm in classes with. I'm always learning. I'm a, right. Learning never stops. Never stops. Never stops. So, you it's know. It's a secret of life. It's a long and, life. And it's right there in front of you. Can, can I just share one thing? Please, please. Certification. I'm in a program called Blue Wave, which is chaired by the Eduardo Nunez, the former head of procurement for ExxonMobil. So over the course of a year, he takes my company and other companies through all the processes we need to know, policies and procedures, so we can sell to a company like ExxonMobil and other giants. Mm. And as a result of completing this class in September, of 21, it will introduce my company to a whole new pipeline of potential companies as customers, which is amazing at the end of the day, right? That's what I'm looking for. But for free, this is an example where because of that certification, they were able to, they're getting me what I need right now. Those policies, that M&P, the infrastructure, all that fun stuff that nobody wants to think about, I get for free, right? I can reach out to folks who have it, who've done it, who've lived it, and they will share with me what they can and guide me. So again, minority certification, use it, leverage it. I got a week at Dartmouth's executive MBA program at to me on campus in Hanover. Uh, My sister, first class at Dartmouth women uh, and graduate 1976. So it was honored to on that campus and reimagine what it must have been like for her as a freshman in 1972. Yeah. You know, so they did University of Washington's executive MBA program for me in uh, about th- six months ago, five months ago. They're um, incredible programs. I mean, I, next week, uh, actually, I had met uh, Jennifer Ocker, who's a professor at Stanford, right near you in Palo Alto. I met her 15 years ago at a professional uh, MBA program that, that my company had sponsored. And I just developed a relationship with her and a relationship wow. with Joel Peterson, who is chairman of JetBlue. And Jennifer has now written a book about humor in, in the in the workplace, which is which is wonderful. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a few weeks. I um, need to read that. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to read that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's 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 big. I'll 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 make sure you uh you know you get oh I'll get make sure you do. Oh, I'll, I'll get that oh, to you. Yeah. Oh, All right, yeah, and, and I'm gonna and we're gonna we're definitely gonna link up you know as we do in our show notes to so many things because we want people to learn more. We want people to start conversations. And I really want to see this in all 50 states because, uh, and not not just all 50 states, in many, many companies like Microsoft, uh, like Exxon, you know, that are out there, this is a, a wonderful, wonderful thing that a company can do for for their employees. And, and I, I understand that world 
very, very well. Um, my wife's been involved in the, the union world in her, uh, in, in the news guild in that world and understand how important, how important these things are and these that really put you a step ahead. And it's, it's terrific. Thank so you. Before can, I can I just share, can I share one thing now? Sure, please. You know, for your, again, your amazing audience, if you have any accredited investors who want to help uh, see us grow to all those States and abroad, again, they can find me at anita.aniva.com because let's, let's be real. What a great evergreen opportunity we have. And our existing investors are very pleased with our performance to date and what our future outcome looks like, given our growth trajectory and those large relationships we've been blessed to have. So for those of you who, you know, like Chris Ye say, I'm in it for the green, find me and me and let's make some money together. That's uh, at the end of the day, I want to bring care to a lot of folks, but I got to take care of my investors. That's an important stakeholder and relationship as well. And as a former CFO of a you know multi-billion dollar company, that's in my core, right? It's about how do you do it smartly, de-risk and bring the best value to the shareholders, investors. So thank you, Mitch, for allowing me to share my story and my passion um, for growing many and for growing a business in whatever package God gave you. Just make it work. Focus on the green and, and enjoy life and be grateful and care for our loved ones. I dig that you're you're doing what you are for your mom, and you're freezing in the basement for your wife. <laughs> right? I'm not freezing. I'm. Uh, we have a little bit of heat, but but, uh, but you but get I, it, right? I'd mind be sitting by downstairs by the fire with the dogs. Um, but I'm a history buff, <laughs> and before I let you go, because you know I love history. Um, we talked a little bit about my mentor Larry King. So, yes. I, folks, when I introduce Anita, I, I might not have used her real name her f- official name, which is Anita Darden Gardine. So you have an employee named Chris Darden working with you. I have an advisor, my, my right. Christopher Darden. Yes. Who, and that big, name may sound familiar to many of you. It may sound familiar. My big brother was involved in prosecuting OJ Simpson along with Marsha Clark uh, in the nineties. And I am very proud of my big brother. As you should be. As you should be. And I had, I had the opportunity to meet Marsha Clark on the set of Larry King's show a couple of years ago. So I think the world of your brother, I didn't even know this connection before we set this up. So thank you again for, for your generosity of time and for everything that you're doing. And and I'm so honored to be able to share this with, with the audience and 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 to all my listeners out there, please listen and look at all the links that we're going to be putting to the folks at resonate recording. Thank you for all the great editing work. And as we say at the end of every show each week, when it comes to saving for your own financial future, remember pay yourself first. Have a great week. 